0: What's going on, y'all? It is your girl Brie, undeniably, checking in for another episode of my new speaker series, Deep Conversations with Dope Individuals, where we're discussing development, decision making, and dedicating yourself to purpose. Today, I am here, as I always am, with a super dope individual. Her name is Lauren Fonville. Uh, before I give her the introduction that she deserves, I want to jump into my shout outs. I've been trying to be really diligent about giving those shout outs. Before I jump into the episode, I get so excited. I just want to talk to these awesome people. But quick shout outs, first and foremost, if you are listening to this or watching it on YouTube, shout out to Gotham Podcast Studio. They are hooking it up with the studio space, the audio, and the visual. Um, So I am endlessly grateful to be working in partnership with Gotham Podcast Studio. Uh, Shout out to MC Kicks. MC Kicks is always hooking it up with uh, merch for me, showing me that support and really putting me on. You can find MC Kicks anywhere on the internet at E-M-C-E-E-K-I-C-K-S for all your customizable kicks and denim needs. Um, And finally, I always like to just Plug myself and what I'm doing because I think that's really important as well. Um, I am selling my dope in, uh, dope individual merch on my site. Um, so if you are a DCDI fan, you've been listening or watching the episodes um, and want to show support, you can go and get your I Am Possible or Dope Individual gear at my website. That's BrieUndeniably.com. You can also um, go right through my shop on Instagram or Facebook. Okay, we are here with Lauren Fonville, everyone. I am gonna introduce her and then let her take the floor. So Lauren is an integrative energy practitioner specializing in EFT, which is tapping for stress, anxiety, and trauma. She guides her clients on a journey of self-healing, breaking through obstacles, physical, mental, or emotional that are keeping them from feeling stuck and in pain. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. This is so much fun. I'm really excited to be here today. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm really uh, ready to jump into your story, uh, to everything um, that you've been been working on as well as really what it took to get you to where you're at. Um, so I want to jump right into it. And the way that I really do that, as my listeners know, um, as a counselor in the counseling community, we like to meet our clients where they're at. I like to do the same thing with my guests for my listeners. So help us meet you where you're at and tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Yeah. So as you said, I'm an integrative energy practitioner. And I know that some people can be like, what does that mean? What is that? (laughs) So I use a variety of different healing modalities to help people feel at home in their bodies. Um, And that can mean working through emotional pain or even physical pain. And my story really starts with my own personal experience. Mm -hmm. And I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and stress, and it really all came to a head when we got notified that my husband was going to deploy. Mm -hmm. And while we had done deployments before, this one was going to be different because we had since had two kids. So when we got that news, my, my anxiety went through the roof, and I found myself in a yoga studio because in reflecting back, whenever things would get tough, I would find myself going to yoga again. And this particular day, I saw a flyer for yoga teacher training. And something deep within me was just telling me I had to I had to do it. Mm-hmm. So while it didn't logically make sense, because mm-hmm. now I was going to have to juggle finding somebody to watch the kids and, and doing all this stuff while my husband was gone. I, I followed that nudge and I signed up and it was the best decision i could have made because it really is what started me on this journey of of healing so being around those individuals who were you know really into into energy in general mm-hmm. introduced me to a whole new world i was introduced to sound healing i was introduced to reiki and meditation yoga and then ultimately eft tapping and all of these things really helped me get through a challenging time in my life, and so much growth happened. And I started to naturally incorporate these these tools when working with working with my clients. Uh, at that time, I had started doing marketing freelancing work. Um, I had. I had worked, I had been working full time for an agency and then went off and started doing stuff on my own and it was really working with entrepreneurs. So then that kind of, you know, there, there are mindset blocks that, that come up when you're doing it, when you own your own business. And so utilizing these different tools to help people shift their thoughts around that is how it started. Mm-hmm. And then it really just kind of morphed from there. And I, I have since uh, pivoted and really am working more with people specifically on on their anxiety stress trauma physical pain to to help them feel better yeah oh.
0: First and foremost, thank you so much for sharing, Um, you know, especially those, you know, deeper, more vulnerable, vulnerable pieces of really where this all started for you when you found out that your husband was getting deployed again and that this was going to be a a much different situation. So um, I sincerely appreciate you sharing that with us, because I know no matter, you know, what we what we work through sharing our story, um, there's always that piece of vulnerability there. So thank you for that. Um, I... Want to jump into so many things <laughs> right now of what you had just talked about, but um, let's definitely kind of keep it keep it in the past for now, just to get a little bit more of a sense of um, what what the beginning stages were like for you in this part of your story. So. Couple things you mentioned. One, um, you really you made the decision to do the yoga teacher teacher training, and that really opened up the door to these energy type practices for healing. Um, Before I even ask a question, I just need to really pump the power of that, and I know that you're going to do that in this episode. But um, I just think it's so important to understand, um, and this might have been a part of your process, that there are so many modalities out there um, for us to heal as human beings. And one modality is not necessarily necessarily um, the best for from one indiv- individual to the next. Wow, that was a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> um, yet one modality is not necessarily the best from one individual to the next. However, you you really have so many options to be able to try and test and experiment and understand what might work for you. And I just think that the power of energy practices in healing um, can be so, so important. And I feel like it's finally making its way on the map. Um I think actually uh, this, the pandemic pandemic, in itself has opened a lot of that, um, those energy practices up to people because they're looking for a way to sort of really find that healing or find that stress relief or find that anxiety relief that's not necessarily using a medication or some type of substance otherwise. So um, I just really wanna pump that power, especially as a counselor, because I know that, um, you know, we can often go to medicine first for healing, and I think when we think healing, we think medicine. And I, I want, and I know that this conversation will bring about the thoughts of healing in regards to using other modalities as well, or in conjunction with whatever you're doing now. Um, so that is just, you know, my my hot take on energy healing practices. Uh, let's talk about it for you. So you really had in the beginning. Uh, never tried anything like this? Or what was what was really that inner pull that you said to make the decision to go into the training?
1: Yeah, I had practiced yoga on and off over the years. Mm -hmm. And I knew that it made me I knew that it made me feel good. And I also knew that with two young kids, Mm -hmm. I needed to be doing something for me Mm -hmm. in order to show up as my best self for them. And that's really what that's really what pushed me in that direction. And I think one of the first classes that I took at that, at this particular studio was a yin yoga class mm-hmm. and the instructor who I'm now really good friends with played sound healing bowls and something just magical happened during that, during that session. And I just, it was almost like, um, I guess like an out of body experience mm-hmm. and, and, I wanted more of it. I'm like, I just felt afterwards. I just felt so calm and so at ease and at peace, and I I wanted more of it. And so and so that got me got me learning about sound healing and how and how when you play those bowls, the vibration of the bowl syncs up with the vibration of your body because at our smallest molecular level, we are vibrating, mm-hmm. and and that helps the energy to move. So when you have you know, energy that's that's stuck or stagnant, something like that can help. And, and then, yeah, it's just, it was the curiosity, really. I'm like, well, what else is there? <laughs> and like you said, there's different, there people react differently to different things, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm always encouraging people, try explore if if something piques your curiosity i always say there's a reason for that and it's not for you to ignore it yes. <laughs> so yes. try it like what's what's the worst that can happen with mm-hmm. with that you know and and it really is this practice of of healing from the inside out and something that i always say to my clients is that you know you're you're doing the work i'm i'm guiding you on the journey but you have all the answers within and sometimes you just need a little bit of help accessing them. And that's, and that's where my role comes in, in, you know, introducing different, different techniques, different modalities to see what feels best in in your body and what you respond to.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's so interesting uh, just to to go back to the very beginning of what you were just saying, the, the synchronicity of vibration from the music to the deepest molecular uh, pieces of our body, I think just just the way that you put that actually, for me, put it into a new perspective of understanding. So um, I just, you know, that, that um, I guess matching of energy is really cool to think about, you know, yeah,
1: it's like, you know, there's actually, I'm a very visual person. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if anybody, if you've seen this or maybe anybody else has seen this, but there's a video that I've seen on Instagram where there, there's, it's like salt on a, on a table, a special kind of table. And the guy is, is, um, using this, um, device to kind of hit the side of it, to make it vibrate mm-hmm. and, and the sound of it, Makes the salt jump on the on the table, and every time it makes these cool different designs, and like it, and that's what's happening inside of your body. Mm-hmm. You know, your body is syncing up with that mute that that music, that vibration, and it's moving in these different patterns, and that helps you to feel better. Yes. You know
0: absolutely and and i love that you i you know i love that you said that this is you know you're working with your clients now to really help them feel almost like to to feel that sense of ease maybe that you felt in those moments like that is really what you're practicing now is to find the right techniques or modalities for your clients to have that sense of ease or relief or healing
1: yeah and to really and to really utilize and tune into the intuition mm-hmm. i recently read um, read a book and actually went to a conference by uh, anita morjani and she talks about the the five senses five senses and how there's actually like the sixth sense which is you know that connection with your higher with your higher self with your mm-hmm. intuition and and trusting that yes. you know and and helping my clients learn how to do that if they if that's something that they're struggling with is, is definitely a passion too
0: I love that. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm jumping way ahead, but, um, as I've already briefed you on, I'll do a little bit of a rapid fire around at the end of all of this. And, uh, that what you are speaking on is very much part of one of the questions that I ask about decision making. And I think it's so interesting, um, that you're touching on it now because it's not something that I find a lot of coaches that I speak with, um, are are working with clients on is that like intuitive practice or that, you know, really following your higher self or tuning into to that piece of you and what that even means. Because I know, you know, talking about this for some people, it it feels like, whoa this could be over my head. What is my higher self? What is, you know, what is this energy that you speak of? Um, so I just I love that we're kind of going there because I think it's really important to open up, you know any of my listeners ears or whoever is open to trying something new. And, you know, if it has to do with decision making as well, kind of like driving those next steps of your life and how you're making those, those changes in your life, I just think it's, it's such a great way um, to help guide people into making sound decisions for themselves.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it. You know, you you feel like almost, or or I've worked with people and sometimes myself too, like you feel like there's that block, there's that block with Mm. that intuition Mm -hmm. and, um, And I have found that EFT tapping can be really, really helpful in, in getting to the, getting to the root of that. And for those people that can feel skeptical, right, about Mm -hmm. energy work, and believe me, I was skeptical when I was, especially when I was first introduced to, um, Reiki and also EFT. And with, with EFT, there is a lot of science that backs it up. And there's studies that have been done and the, and and so there's you know there's the science part of what's happening in your body when you're tapping on these on these different points um and so for those people that aren't familiar with what tapping is tapping also referred to as eft stands for emotional freedom technique Mm -hmm. and it's a process that helps you do just that it helps you find freedom from your emotions and it's simply tapping on certain points of the body and At the same time, you're acknowledging how you are feeling. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, what's happening internally is when you're tapping on these points, it's sending a message to the amygdala, and the amygdala is the part of the brain that is in control of fight or flight. Yes. And it is telling that part of the brain, "Hey, you're actually not in fight or flight right now. You don't need to be, right? Yeah. Because you know a More lot of are
0: okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like because a lot, you know, and that I do like to always remind people that part of your brain is there to protect you. Right? Yes. When you're in a situation where you need to fight. Where you need to run away, then that starts to fire so that the cortisol starts pumping through your body so that you can react appropriately. Mm -hmm. However, in this day and age with, you know, the intensity of our jobs and, you know, stress at home, that amygdala can be firing all the time. Mm -hmm. And then that's not healthy, that's not helpful. And so when you start to have, let's say, anxiety, an anxiety attack, or you, you know, you are feeling really stressed out and really overwhelmed, If you take the time to tap on these points, what's happening is it's sending a message to the amygdala and it's saying, hey, you're actually not in fight or flight. You don't need to be creating all of that cortisol. And the studies have shown that it reduces the amount of cortisol pumping through your body by up to 43%. Wow. Huge Whoa. number, right? Huge and literally number. the answer is at your fingertips.
0: <laughs> it's pretty incredible. The the power yeah. that we hold within ourselves, right?
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable. And then so just the simple act of tapping can help you do that. And when the added, the added part of really speaking aloud the things that you've been thinking, that's where you you start to you start to create create some different awareness around it. Because a lot of the time when we have these thoughts that we're thinking over and over and over over again in our head, right? We get caught in that in that loop. So when we take a moment to actually say it out loud, sometimes in certain situations, it can be like, okay, that felt really true when I first said it. And then you continue to tap on the points and you're like, wait a second, that seems kind of silly now. Like that, you know, and so you, you, you create this cognitive shift and your brain is literally rewiring itself. So you're, you're getting this new perspective. And then when you think, when you begin to think differently, then you can feel differently. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's some powerful, powerful work. So I did just want to say there's science behind some of this stuff, you know? So for those that are skeptical, absolutely. Lots of studies.
0: <laughs> and I love that you bring that in because, you know, sometimes that is what people are looking for, but, you know, even things when we're talking about Energy, you know, there still is that science-backed um, research for it for us, you know, to to say. And I know that this is something that um, we also learn in the counseling community. This is actually a technique that um, we go through. At least in my program, we did taught. We didn't do a ton of work on it, but we really touch on every theoretical practice that you could possibly use in uh, a counseling setting, and EFT was for sure one of them, and um what for me my my personal story it it was not me i ha- i haven't used it um in a way that i you know other than with clients um but those clients were students and that is really the personal story that i have because um you know, I learned it when I was in grad school and then kind of just filed it away into my box of all the several theoretical practices that I could be using. But for school counseling, um, it is very much solution focused therapy. And one of my co counselors that I worked with actually did um, a lesson with. All of the teachers and staff about what she how she was using EFT with students, and I thought it was just the way that she did it was, um, it was so awesome, and it was really the first time that I saw it done in practice, and I saw how it was really helping our students in in ways that it was just for them in conjunction conjunction with. The solution focused therapy. And for those listening, solution focused therapy is exactly what it sounds like. It's, you know, using therapeutic techniques to figure out what the best and also most succinct solution will be for students. This is. Primarily what we use because we can't have them in the counseling office all day. We do need to send them back to class. So we want them feeling better as soon as possible. And then if it's something longer, you know, we will have several sessions, but solution focused therapy is the primary. And my co-counselor used this in conjunction with it because she found that it really was a quick and effective solution to really um, help the students calm down, and it also worked with teachers who were who were feeling that overwhelm or that stress or that anxiety as well. So um, that's just really my own personal plug on how I've seen it really put into practice in uh, a, a really monumental way, um, seeing it really work wonders for some of our students. So. Um, I actually want to talk to you about maybe a little bit more of um, the practice itself. So the places that we tap, um, are those specific places and do those are those places specific to what we are, that feedback loop, like what we are thinking or what we are feeling? How does that um, work?
1: yeah so we tap on the same on the same points it doesn't regardless of whatever the topic is that you're tapping on you're Mm -hmm. still going to be tapping on the same points and when i describe it to people i do like to compare it to acupuncture because when you go to an acupuncturist they're taking those you know tiny little needles and they're putting them in at certain points and the those points that they're putting those needles in at are the end points of the meridians and the meridians are how energy moves through the body, right? So the points that we're tapping on are some of those same points that if you went to an acupuncturist that they would put the needles in at. And instead of putting needles in, we're putting, we're doing acupressure and, and applying light pressure by tapping on, on these points. Okay. And so we do what's called a round of tapping. And if you want, I can go through and show, like share where each of the points are. Let's
0: do it. Yeah. Cause I do have, um, listeners who can, you know, listen in if we um, audibly say those points, but also I have those watching on YouTube. So uh, please feel free. I would love to do a session, a quick session or a quick.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And I do have a, a PDF I can send you to that you can put in the show notes for people that are just listening so they can see it. Wonderful. Uh, all right. So the first point is the pinky side of the hand and you can tap with either with either hand. So I typically tap with my right cause I'm a righty, but it does not matter. Um, I will say you, of course, want to make sure that you have clean hands when you're doing this, because we are going to be touching our, our face. And if at any point uh, tapping on any of these points is bothersome to you, you can just skip the point. You can also just hold and apply gentle pressure and hold the point as opposed to tapping. I do work with... Um, People that are dealing with physical issues, mm-hmm. I had I had some clients with. I had one client in particular with fibromyalgia where the tapping was bothersome to her, mm-hmm. so we would just hold the points instead. So I do like to share that as another option. Yeah. So you stay on the pinky side. Oh, did you?
0: Have no, questions? I was just going to ask about the frequency of tapping. Is it mm-hmm. just kind of a. Like one, two, three, four. One, two, three Yeah, four, there's or... no
1: real wrong way of doing it. A okay. lot of times, people will ask, "Well, how many times do I tap <laughs> on each on each point?" Um, it's kind of what what feels right. I think the books will say at least seven or eight times. You can obviously see I'm staying on this pinky side of the hand for quite quite a bit of time. <laughs> um, and when you're when you get to the point where you're adding in words to this, it's kind of like I'll I'll do a sentence on each point and then move to the next. Next point.
0: And for that, when you do add in words, like what might that sentence sound like? You know, let's say I am dealing with uh, severe anxiety about an upcoming meeting that I have or test or something. So
1: so we would start with a setup statement and we do that setup statement here on the pinky side of the hand. So we would say Mm -hmm. something like, even though I have all this anxiety about the meeting, Right here, right now, I'm acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we can say that sentence three times on the side of the hand, and you could you could do what they call like flex the statement. So the um, the basic statement is, even though I'm having all this anxiety about this meeting, I love and accept myself. Mm-hmm. Some people ha- struggle with saying I love and accept myself, so you can change that to that's just how it is, or that's how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you can change that if you're if saying I love and accept myself is uncomfortable. Got it. And then when you move to the next point, so the next point is the right in the top of the the head. So um, the crown of the head, like when you go to the doctor and they bring the little stick down to see how tall you are. It hits you right in the center. That's where you want to that's where you want to be tapping. Um, And so then on all of the following points, you could make keep it really simple, especially if you're if you're just starting and just say all of this anxiety. And then we would go, the next point is the start of the eyebrows. So you can use two hands and um, I usually use two fingers from each hand above the start of the eyebrows, so close to the nose or the bridge of the nose. Is closing my eyes a part of this? You can close your eyes, absolutely. (laughs) Everyone watching, my eyes are
0: totally closed right now. (laughs) It just feels like it does. It feels calming, soothing,
1: yes and so you would just say that statement again all of this anxiety okay and then we would go to the side of the eyes so kind of on the eye bone on the side of the eye so not so close to your eye that you're making yourself blink or anything like that but right there and again you would say all of this anxiety and then under the eye and again all of this anxiety And then we would go under the nose. So really at that point where the 90 degree angle where the lip kind of comes together with the nose, Mm -hmm. all of this anxiety. And then the next point is the chin crease. So just below the lip and above the point of the chin, all of this anxiety. And then we're gonna come to the collarbone points so we have that you know center center like little divot area you go down about an inch over about inch and a half and so you're really on the fleshy part underneath the collarbone and so you can do it how i'm doing it right here with both hands so one hand on on each side or you can take one hand and really spread it apart so that the index finger would be hitting one point and the thumb would be hitting another point. And if you think about it, as we're kind of going through these points, you, you can kind of notice, well, what are, what are some of the points that I naturally touch during the day? This chest one is, is a common one. Like people will bring their hand like over their heart and be, and just be like, you know, take a pause if something mm-hmm. is, is going on, or um, you know those eyebrow points. If you're really stressed out and you're sitting at your desk and you're like, ah, you like bring your <laughs> hands to your your eyes or you rub your temples, right? You'll naturally be brought to, the, to those points, and there's a reason. There's an innate knowledge in our body. That that this this helps us. So.
0: I'm even thinking, um, you know, like a, a common way people will fidget in those times of anxiety or stress is with their hands, you know, and that you know that's very you yeah. know side of the pinky as well, yeah. where yeah. you squeeze and
1: hold. So then the next point is under the arm. So for women, it's like the center of the of the bra strap. Okay. Um, for men, I guess that's like two and a half inches, three inches from the armpit. And so you can do under one arm and then under the other, you can kind of give yourself a hug and do both at the same time, which always feels a little (laughs) awkward or like, you know, kind of like the monkey move, like (laughs) it's really just playing around with it. So you should see what feels best to you. And then the last point is on the back of the hand between the pinky and the ring finger. And I tend to like to bring my hands onto my chest and tap that point right between the pinky and the ring finger on the back side of the hand. And that's it. So that's the what we call a round. And it's simply because we're going in a circle. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I do always like to share some additional points. Right. So just like how I said, when you go to acupuncture, they put the needles in all over your body at mm-hmm. these different points with tapping. We typically stay with within the round of okay. these points. But there are some additional finger points which can be helpful in the situation where, you know, you're starting to feel anxious, you're in public, you don't want to be tapping on your head and having people like be like, what is she doing? You know, (laughs) so so you can just like squeeze at the bed of all of the nails. So if you bring your fingers on either side of let's start with the pinky, and just squeeze at the bed of the nail, squeezing, And so you could just, you know, and I tell this to my kids too, you can just put your hands in your lap at school. If you're starting to get anxious about a test or something and take some deep breaths and just continue to squeeze at the bed of the nail of each finger. And again, just as a reminder, as you're doing this, it's sending that message to the amygdala, letting the amygdala know, Hey, don't need to be freaking out right now. And it's reducing the amount of cortisol pumping through the body and the cortisol is the stress hormone. Mm -hmm. So by reducing that, you're calming your body, when you calm your body, then you can calm your mind. And when you have a calm mind, you can think straight and make good sound decisions. So um, yeah, so those are those are all of the points.
0: That was wonderful. Thank you so much for leading us through that. That was, I actually think, uh, you know, I've done several episodes at this point, but that was the first like real hands-on demonstration I've done on the podcast. So (laughs) (laughs) yes, I really appreciate you doing that. I think that is so cool. I think there's, there's so much uh, power and benefit to this. Um, And I just, you know, again, you just spoke about that science piece and, you know, if you want to look into it more, you can really see that this is something that is backed um, fully by science. It definitely has, um, you know, that research component that goes with it. Uh, Interestingly enough, I actually um, just spoke with, uh, for everyone who's listening, I do a pre-interview before I bring guests on the show just to make sure they're the right fit for the series. And I just had um, another individual who had a really powerful Life changing breakthrough with EFT, um, and I just you know that for me I was like oh wow this is this is actually interesting for me because um, having you on the podcast and then having her um, who I am excited to speak with her as well just two people who are really um, speaking to the power of uh, this type of therapeutic practice so. Just really cool. Uh, it's definitely beneficial. I even feel like I'm in more of a, you know, relaxed space after going through yeah. that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't say this before, but what you do when you when you when you're starting is you really tune into how you're feeling, right? Mm-hmm. So in this case, like how anxious am I feeling on a scale of zero to ten? Zero being not anxious at all, ten being you know over the top anxious. And then as you go through the points and tap and then you, you pause after you do a round or two and then you, you you check in again and you see if that number has shifted at all. So it just gives you that that check in that check in point. Yeah. Um, and the results really the results really are uh, substantial and um, I recently read there's a, there was a study that was done um, specifically for veterans who are who, were, who have been diagnosed with PTSD and after six weeks of tapping there were 90% of the people in this in this group their uh, PTSD symptoms were reduced so much so that they were no longer uh, diagnosed with PTSD I mean that wow. is. Yeah, like that's phenomenal, right? So, yes, yeah, there's there, and those, and those, um, results were, um, maintained for, for, uh, the, at the three and the six month mark after, after that, uh, set, those sessions. So it's powerful stuff. It really is this process of what, particularly with, with PTSD it helps to create space between Mm -hmm. the trauma that that happened to you that event that happened to you and you know with with ptsd Right. Like there's a trigger that's something that's happening in present time that then is bringing you back to that that event that happened in the past. And you physically are feeling in the present moment as if it's happening now, Mm -hmm. even though it happened in the past. Right. So when when you're tapping, it really helps to create this space between the event. And the physical sensation in your body. Yes. So you know it doesn't erase what happened to you or change your your thoughts about it, but it it changes your your physical re- reaction to it, um, which is what which is what anybody who's suffering with from from trauma like that wants. They don't want to like hear a hear a uh, boom from a car and then be brought back to right. you know, that terrible car accident that they were in or whatever the case may be. They want to be able to. You know, stay at that even keel,
0: right? And that's—it's so interesting, and I—and the way that you really kind of just described how trauma might replay in our bodies, um, I thought was so beautifully put as well. And this practice that creating space it's uh it's almost like um a disassociation w- like from the the actual thought of the event and the feelings that paired with the event so though you can continue it's not erasing you know the the trauma it's the or the event that happened during the traumatic experience it's it's helping alleviate or again, like you said, take that, uh, make that space from the feelings that arise when you have that thought about the traumatic experience. And, you know, as I've talked about in excess, uh, we not in this episode, but just in general, we know that our thoughts and our feelings are very, very much intertwined. So having a practice when that we can Kind of untangle them from each other and be able to separate. If it's especially if it's a feeling that we don't want to continue to keep feeling, um, is is really interesting to have.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's powerful, powerful stuff. Like, I mean, I could talk about the science all day. There was another study that um, it showed that tapping uh, positively influenced the gene expression in seventy-two genes, wow. and. Um, Yeah, and it reduces reduces inflammation in the body. And you know, when we're talking about physical pain, inflammation is related to physical pain, right? Mm -hmm. So if we can reduce the inflammation, it can it can shift how you feel. So yeah. So I always say, like, sometimes it feels like, you know, magic yeah. right? Like when, you, when you're doing it. I had a session with a with a client. Um, actually, this was at, at a workshop I was doing. And when I do my workshops, I often ask for for a volunteer. And this was a woman um, who was uh, it was a support group for uh, women with with fibromyalgia. And she was having a really bad flare up and had been on her couch for three days really unable to move a lot because her knees had been hurting her so badly and we and she was skeptical right she was being introduced to this for the first time because the woman who ran the group had had a good experience with tapping so she invited me in to teach this workshop and so you know I, and i think often when we're when we're kind of like at our wits end whether it's an emotional issue or a physical issue you're kind of get, get to that point well i'll try anything sure <laughs> yeah you will know, bring it on i just want to feel better right so she volunteered and we started tapping and like the look on her face of like wait like what's happening like it's actually it's it's feeling better you know <laughs> how is this and, working yeah yeah and um and she's like you know she said and i and i've said this to, to some other people i was like she said this is freaking me out you know she was just <laughs> so surprised by the fact that it was that it was working um and then i know that like our brains want to understand it right yes. they were like why is this working this is so weird why is this working and so while i always encourage curiosity and research and all of that you know i also try to say try not to get into your head. So if you're someone who does try this on, on your Mm -hmm. own, and you are beginning to notice things, and then you start questioning, well, why is this working? This is so strange. Just allow and accept the fact that you're feeling better, right? Like, don't, don't like, don't push it away because you don't understand it, accept it and, and, and have some gratitude for the fact that, that it is working, you know, and, um, And yeah, she was like so excited and and we finished the session and she um, and she wanted to go. She was like, I'm going to go wash my dishes now because she had been like sitting on the couch for (laughs) for three days not being able to do that. And she was excited to be able to move around. So, um, yeah, I definitely encourage this for people that are that are struggling with with physical pain, too.
0: You know, I I love that you said just, you know, just be able to accept that it is working as well, because that is so true. And, you know, we have spoke about the science of it um, on this episode. But point blank period if it's working and if it's healing you, it's healing you, you know, mm-hmm. whether that be from emotional pain or physical pain, because now you've, you know, you've let us know that it can work for both. Um, if it is working continue to try it or practice it, uh, definitely feel free to research it, but don't push it away because you don't understand it. Because, hey, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us, you know, if there is a medication that we're taking or for that person who might try this, I'm sure you don't understand exactly, all unless you're a pharmacist or a doctor yourself, you know, what is in that medication or exactly how it's, you know, intermixing inside of your body and with your chemicals to create whatever reactions it creates. So we don't necessarily need to have that 100% understanding to understand that it is valuable for us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there's a couple couple things before um, we kind of get into the end of the session that I want to go into. Uh, The the first thing, which I don't know that we actually um, really touched on, but I kind of want to know... after your first experience with this, so this is kind of transitioning a little further back in your story again, but what was, what was after that? Was it like you had this first experience um, and then you, you knew that this was something that you really wanted to pursue for yourself to help others? Or did it take you some time to figure out, you know, like, okay, this worked for me. What, it, you know, how am I going to sort of integrate it into my life and such?
1: Yeah. So I was first introduced to it in a group in a group setting. Mm -hmm. And it was a, um, you know, we all were tapping together. And I noticed that I that I felt a lot calmer. Mm -hmm. And so after that, then I did book some one on one sessions with a practitioner. Mm -hmm. And that's when I learned that this could really help with physical pain. And when I'm dealing with anxiety and stress, it really it really tends to show up physically in my jaw and in in my neck and my shoulders and i had a really bad at that time because of all that anxiety had a really bad uh tmj flare up Mm. and um i we we started the session and she asked me how much pain i was in and i said i was at an eight and then by the end of the session, she asked me to check back in again. And I was down to a two and that blew me away because I'd been trying so many different things to make it better. And wearing the, you know, retainer night guard thing and putting the peppermint oil on my, on my jaw and um, trying to consciously relax, <laughs> like yeah. all sorts of different techniques, massage, all that. Um, and then, and so for me, it, it was this real realization that, wow there there was um some real anger and um and feelings of betrayal that were that were stuck in my in my jaw that i uncovered in in that session wow. and so after that yeah I definitely i continued working with the practitioner and then i also was continuing to tap on my own as well um, and then I naturally started to to start using it with some of my um my marketing clients that i was you know for doing some freelance work with which was kind of when my business was shifting and and turning more into into coaching as opposed to just you know doing writing work for them Mm -hmm. and uh and then it was at that point when i wanted to really share it with others because i'm like try this thing you know like this (laughs) thing has really worked for me let's see if it works for you (laughs) and uh, i was like okay i need to i need to get trained in this so that i can i can you know teach it appropriately and utilize it as it sh- as it should be and um and that's when i i really started to explore the the certification process and, and going through that
0: wonderful and now at this point you have been certified in um what what is the certification
1: exactly? For- yeah, so I'm I'm a EFT practitioner certified through EFT International, okay. and I just I just completed my advanced uh, certification practice. It's a pretty lengthy process that they that they have, but it's very well done, um, and and it's it's. Proven to be, you know, worth its weight in gold for me personally, and then also for the results that I'm seeing in my clients.
0: Of course. Well, congratulations on um, completing that as well. Especially, yeah, if it's if it's a pretty lengthy program. Um, I know that completing any type of certificate program is, is a big accomplishment. So congratulations. Thank you. Of course. Um, awesome. And now, so now, you know, we've definitely gone through your story. we have gone through exactly what you're doing. You're here today working with clients, um, using EFT tapping, um, as your primary modality or have Uh, you incorporated a bunch? Okay.
1: Like I, I mean, I am passionate about, about tapping. So it's definitely, it's definitely a main day in, in my practice with mm-hmm. clients but it's always dependent upon what the client has going on what their issue is what their preference is to what they what they what they like i you know because I'll, I'll i'll incorporate a, a wide variety and then it's also infused with with coaching too um with the main goal of of feeling better releasing releasing the physical pain or the emotional pain and and also, it's always, um, it's always my intention to teach my clients how to do this in a way that they're comfortable in doing it on their own, um, so that they can, they can continue with the practice and and be successful on their own as well.
0: Wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, we are at the place in the podcast now where I do want to uh, kind of bring it. Bring it full circle and bring in that purpose piece. You know, I, I feel like there's, it's so clear to me, um, that you are, you know, living out something that feels purposeful to you, um, by taking this experience and being able to bring it to others because you have that passion for it. Um, where, what is purpose to you and how do you feel like that fits into your life?
1: Yeah. I think for me, the, the, the purpose is, is to follow my my own intuition this all started with with me following a little nudge to, to sign up for yoga mm-hmm. and i never in a million years would have dreamt that it would take me on this ride that that it has it has taken me yes. um and Really, really doing what makes you what makes you feel good and um, what brings you joy, and when you do that, that is going to that is going to bring bring joy not only to you but but to those to those around you.
0: Absolutely, thank you so much for that. Yeah, that's uh, so beautifully put. Exactly, you know how how I really look at purpose is is taking what, um, what brings that joy to you or what you have that passion for and being able to bring that to the world, bring that to others. And um, again, hearing your story, speaking with you today, it is uh, so clear to me that that is exactly what you're doing with your um, practice. So I, I, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing a bit of that with us.
1: Yeah, I love this. This is a fun conversation.
0: (laughs) Of course, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, And unfortunately, I wish we could continue to... You know, I feel like I could talk about this for days and listen to you talk about it for days because it's so interesting to me. But um, we are winding down in the episode. So um, we are at the rapid fire question round, which I have uh, briefed you on a little bit. Um, We're just going to go through the this or that questions. And then I'm going to sort of give you the floor to let everyone know, um, you know, some final thoughts and then where they can find you. Okay. All right. All right, so rapid fire, um, at the beginning of the show, I let you know that we're talking about development, decision-making and dedication to purpose. Um, we have thoroughly covered all three of them in this. Um, you, it is very clear to me, as I've already said. So um, let's talk about development first. Currently in this very moment, are you working more on personal development or professional development?
1: Um, personal
0: development. Personal. Awesome. Um, okay. Decision-making. And I mentioned this in the beginning of the episode when you had spoken intuition um, for your decision-making processes, do you rely more on choice or guiding voice choice, meaning you're a numbers person, you kind of go where the analytics tell you guiding voice means um, intuition, spirituality, gut feeling, or something of a sort
1: guiding voice all the way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I picked
0: that one out real quick. (laughs) Guiding voice. Awesome. And finally, um, dedication to purpose. Is this a singular moment in time where you realize your purpose and just follow it straight through? Or is this a daily dedication and a daily practice?
1: Mm. Oh, I like that question. (laughs) Um, I think it is a daily practice because I think our lives, you know, things happen in our lives and and things change and, and figuring out on a day to day basis what that means and going after what you want can shift. So, yeah, I would say day to day.
0: Thank you so much for that. I appreciate your explanations there. Um, Awesome. Okay. That's the end of my rapid fire question round. (laughs) Quick and painless. I just like to see people's perspectives on those three topics as it's what I'm continually working on in these podcasts, in um, my own business ventures, working on that development and decision making piece and that purpose piece. So thank you for that.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, okay, so uh, we are winding down. I want to leave you the floor to uh, really let listeners um, give them whatever final thoughts you have, and then also let everyone know where they can find you.
1: Yeah. So as far as final thoughts, I would say just to anybody who's out there that feels like they're they're struggling or stuck, know that the answers are all within. They are there. It may feel like. You don't know how to access them yet, but I promise you that they are there and do not give up hope on, on finding them. Um, if you are interested in you know, learning more or diving deeper, particularly with, with EFT, I do have a masterclass, a free masterclass on my website, which is mindshiftwithlauren.com slash masterclass. Um, and I would love to have you dive deeper, too, because I'm always so excited to, to share this information with, with people. Um, and then if you're feeling called to learn how this could help you specifically and what you've got going on, I do offer free consultations and you can set up an appointment by visiting talkwithlauren.com. And um, and then, of course, there's my website, which is MindShiftWithLauren.com, and all of my social is, is, is on there as well.
0: Wonderful. And I will be sure to put all of this in the show notes, as well as that, um, that PDF, I believe you said, or that link to... Um, actually see the tapping loop. Is that what it's called? The, the loop? Or oh,
1: the... The, the, yeah, it's the circ tapping, uh, the round of tapping. Round of tapping. Okay, yes. here I am making things up.
0: <laughs> the round of tapping. I will um, attach it all into the show notes. You will know exactly where to find Lauren um, and everything that she is doing and all of the resources that she has available. Uh, Lauren Fonville, everyone. Lauren, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. This has been great. Absolutely. Um, All right. And that is the end of this episode as I end all of my shows. Until next time, let this be the moment.